Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building of Your Deals, projectile staging and logistics committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, local chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? You know, uh, I would say that uh, despite all your efforts to uh, piss me off this morning, I'm doing pretty damn good. You know, I didn't really do anything to piss you off. So you were just, trying pretty hard. Totally yeah, you definitely been to, doing everything you can this here. morning to push my buttons. But you've been completely unsuccessful, so all is well. Oh, I got you. Yeah, unsuccessful. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> so uh, what's going on, man? Well, we had a week off. We did. We did. So, and... Um, I'm glad to be back. A lot of lot of different news to go over. Yep. You know, it's always weird when you if you take a week off that you you don't know necessarily like stuff stuff you know stuff gets moved over in the press so quickly, right? You know that you almost like you, you, yeah you miss a rotation a, a news cycle a little you bit. know what I'm saying yeah, yeah you miss a little bit of that but I think we saved some of it though but one thing I did want to mention mm-hmm. to make sure we mentioned here right because we didn't know the name of the cow right. And we did find out from Matt. Hang on, hang on. Uh, it, it, from uh, Matt, uh, do we want to say his last name? No, we'll just leave it at Matt. Okay, Matt. Um, but good friend of the show. Uh, I, I do want to warn listeners uh, that uh, the following uh, word may be uh, offensive or, or triggering to some. So uh, you you've been cautioned. Okay, Alex, do you want to now tell us the name of the cow that was so offensive? That its name had to be completely scrubbed from the internet uh, from our show uh, a couple weeks ago. And we could not find the name, but uh, fortunately, uh, listener Matt was able to do some internet sleuthing and find that out for us. And and uh, y- the trigger warning has been in. So, Alex, do you want to tell us the name of the cow now? Yes, I do. Okay. It was Jigaboo. Jigaboo. You know, <laughs> I have thing, not. I couldn't figure out, like, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what the name was of the cow. Right. And, neither and then could when I. I heard the name, I was like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have named the cow that. No, it's, yeah, it's a terrible name for a cow. But the fact that they couldn't, they refused to say it in any of the news stories, that they scrubbed it, you know, from the internet, any mention of it, any photograph of the name, anything like that. Um, I think that alone created so much more interest in the story than if they would have just said it and people would go, oh, yeah, that's an offensive name. They shouldn't name the cow that. But the fact that they went so out of their way to hide the name made it put us essentially on a mission to find out what the name was. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if that's and true the, of most like, people. I got or that's the text like in the morning, and I right. saw it, and I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" I right. call Adrian up right away. <laughs> but but thanks, the, Matt. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Like that name is it's offensive. Absolutely, it's right. <laughs> yeah. it, it, and it's funny because it's it's a word that Do I you know. The only time I've ever heard that was like in Police Academy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those words that it just. You know, like, I, I've never heard anybody use it. In I like haven't a, even thought of that word in. 20 since 30 years 80s, yeah, right yeah so since they since since police academy well, yeah right <laughs> like when i heard the name i was like all i thought it was police academy i i i, I want to say blazing saddles maybe too 
I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember it in Blazing Saddles. Yeah. But I just was... <laughs> when, I, when, I, when, I, when Matt sent it over yeah. and I saw the name, I was like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. you go. And again, every everything they did, you know, saying, "Hey, yeah, you got to pull that name." That's no, <laughs> just no. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fine. But hiding the name from all the news and, and scrubbing it from social media—that was the part that just drove us crazy. Yeah, you know? and I guess I, do, I didn't really. If they just would have said it, we would have moved on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. we would have commented on it and then moved on. But right. like, you know, but right. it's still. You still don't do that, though. Oh, my uh, my son is calling me. Uh, he uh, just actually was uh, riding in a biplane. So, oh, gosh. He has a friend that uh, flies a biplane, like an old, uh, I, I don't know if it's a Fokker or, you know, uh, something like that. You know, but it's, a, you know, uh, it, it's it's a vintage biplane. And he just went up for a ride. I, I, I tempted to answer it and see how it went, but... Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I, since uh, we're segueing there, that's where I was last weekend. I was up in Charlotte to, to visit my son, Gavin, and uh, who, who lives there now. And uh, uh, was a was a very, uh, very great trip. Had a great time. Ate, drank, you know, it, had so much good food there. Walked 26 miles in three days. <laughs> Why? You just walk everywhere. You know, when you're in a city. Oh, I got you. You know, we were just you. city walking everywhere. But, uh, you know, he had the app on his phone that counts your step. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, we did in three days, we did walk 26 miles. So, damn. <laughs> we're averaging, what is that? Damn near nine miles a day. <laughs> you yeah, know, no, he's walking a lot. <laughs> right. What was the temperature like up there? Uh, it was hot, but, you know, it's we're from Florida. It's, it wasn't too hot, though. Yeah, it was like uh, upper 80s, probably. Humidity, maybe around 40%. So, yeah, it that wasn't, was nice. Yeah, it, it w- wasn't bad at all. I mean, yeah. I wasn't drenched in sweat, sweating a little here and there, but not like soaked. Not like know? Florida, where you walk outside and you get. I don't sweating. get like that as bad anymore. You know, I, again, it feels to me like the summers are getting slightly milder, but I'm I'm like the crazy one. Yeah, this has felt like a here in Florida. This has felt like a, I would say, average summer, or maybe actually a little milder than average. I don't agree with you on this one. Really, it's felt hot. No, it's. Uh, if nothing else it seems pretty normal at least very close to the normal range there's there's nothing outside the ordinary the maybe we haven't been getting as um as consistent enough like normally we get the afternoon thunderstorms every day that start in july even late june but this year they started a little later but now we're pretty much getting the afternoon thunderstorms every day getting a good amount yeah 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 uh, and by the way it looks like we've got a uh, tropical storm brewing in the gulf that uh, might turn into a hurricane and hit us which is awesome uh okay I yeah mean, no but okay yeah just uh just latest uh, word out there's a, a system off the yucatan peninsula that's uh gonna head uh, in a northeasterly direction somewhere the gulf coast of florida so somewhere towards tampa we got, is it aimed towards tampa right now uh it's it's kind of more I, I would say the models are putting it more uh like around the big bend apalachicola area oh uh, okay, okay but you know that that's subject to change so well that's true yeah come on cat five for tampa why is no that? <laughs> no <laughs> yeah why not no cat five for tampa please yeah clear out a little beachfront property make a you know maybe i can afford to live on the beach after a cat five you know what I'm saying? Well, maybe. Clear out all these uh, Yankees and, you know, clear out everyone that's, uh, 
know, thinks it's a, a wonderful place to live and this is, you know, the great getaway and, you know, scare the shit out of some tourists, thin out the uh, the traffic a little bit. It's all good, man. All right. You know, I mean, <laughs> some sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet. You know I what I'm saying? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So before we get into, the, like, any of the serious news that's going on, well, not that there's any serious news. Yeah, no, um, there's not much serious Jesus news. Christ, no. <laughs> this while while you head off. Oh, hang on! I got one more story about Charlotte. Right. This is a great story. I made a new friend. Okay, um, and uh, this is a uh, uh, an African guy. And when I say African, I, I'm not saying African American. He's from Africa. Yeah, you know? I want to say if I had, to, I didn't ask him what country he was from. Uh, but because uh, you're like all black people fr- from Africa, from the, the same? No, no, from his accent, because you're racist. I would put him in the West Central Africa area, based off of his accent. Yeah, yeah. Because you can tell the dialects like that. Well, I've heard enough African accents to, to come you're on so seriously. You're just so racist. That is not even remotely it's racist. How racist. Because you I can are. tell. You know. Oh, am I racist if I can tell someone has a French accent or an Australian accent? Yeah. Or a you know a Japanese or a Korean accent? Yeah, that's racist. Pretty huh? much. Yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. Anyway, whatever, Adolf. Uh, <laughs> so I'm so I'm so tempted to use the J word right now just for effect, but I'm not going to. <laughs> See, if it wasn't for that, that word wouldn't even be in my mind right now. Now it's there. Right, exactly. Thanks, Matt. bastards. Yeah, Thanks, Matt. exactly, exactly. So anyway, this guy he was about six seven, just a towering guy. God damn. Okay. And he's drunk, and it's his birthday, okay? And he, for whatever reason, decided to approach me and, uh, you know, start a a very in-depth conversation with me. And he's one of those guys um, who, and I think this is kind of a cultural thing uh, for parts of Africa, he would go from completely jovial and laughing, ha, 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 you know, one of those kind of laughs, to... um, to very stern and like staring straight into your soul and being deadly serious, like I am the captain now. Look at me, you yeah. know. <laughs> and he would go back and forth, and so he was trying to, and he was drunk, and his accent was very thick, and he was trying to convey something very deep to me, and he he kept asking me, "Tell me what your grandmother said," and I'm like, "About what?" And he was like, "No, my friend." You must listen to me. This is important. Tell me what your grandmother said. And I finally got to the point where he, I understood he was he was asking me for a bit of philosophy. You know, he wanted some deep, meaningful thing. Uh, you know, some type of uh, idiom, axiom type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And so I said, well, you tell me what your grandmother said. And he goes, my friend, and he hu- he liked to hug me a lot. He goes, my friend, and I'm doing his accent terrible. He says, let always your spirit be bold. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, that's good advice. That's good advice. He says, now you must tell me. You must tell me this philosophy of yours. What is your philosophy? You know, it's just so in-depth. And I said, all right, let me throw it out there. I said, Listen to everybody, because each person has a unique story to tell. And he stared at me, just like this deep, deep stare for a long time. 
And then he like erupts. He's like, yes, yes. And he starts shouting it to everyone. And he sees another guy that he apparently had talked to earlier and had the same conversation with. And he goes, he goes running over to that guy and he grabs him, like turns him around. And this poor guy is like, what the hell is going on? And he <laughs> shakes him by the shoulders and says, um, Listen to everybody because everybody has a unique story. Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> it was just all white people's grandma said the same shit. <laughs> well, no, it, that, that was, was that was a black dude he ran up to the second oh. time. So apparently he was having this this conversation. Uh, but yeah, just just a phenomenal experience that you know a lot of people would have seen this guy approaching and just like walked away. But he came up to me and and wanted to extend a hand and and. It, and I took the opportunity to engage with this guy. And I ran into him again later and then the next day. And he was my new friend, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, just just good times. And and I now that I think about it, I kind of just threw that off the cuff. But now that I think about it, that is actually a good – both of us had very good axioms. Let always true. Let always your spirit be bold. And – Listen to everybody because everyone's got a unique and interesting to- story to tell. And I think those are kind of two good philosophies to live by. Yeah, you know? I'd agree with that. So no, it worked I, out well. I, I think it worked yeah. out well. So anyway, that's my Charlotte story. So now I want to hear, because you wouldn't give me anything beforehand, tell me about your convention story. All right. So look, there's a lot of conventions that hit the Tampa Bay area. Right, right. Yeah, big conventions. And I place. normally don't work the conventions very much. Why is that? It just I doesn't think seem. You would. I, but here's the thing: it doesn't seem to me that the people that go to those conventions do a lot of traveling around the area. Yeah, that's true. They probably they're going back and forth between the convention hall and their hotel. Yeah, maybe, and maybe m- hitting a close by bar or two. Maybe, but, but no, I haven't. Well, normally, wait a second. Always going to the titty bars. <laughs> a good amount of that, but that right. th- that wasn't the case this time. So this weekend, or starting on Monday, was actually the Shriners convention. Mm-hmm. Now, in looking this up, I now realize that there are multiple organizations that are basically called the Shriners. Right. Yeah, it's, this, it's a subset of who like is ma- Freemasons. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a Freemason subset. Some, something yeah. like that. Well, this one is the all-black one. Okay. So it was all black people that were down there. Now, is this the ones uh, that they wear the funny fezes and drive the little cars? They didn't have them most. They, I didn't see any of those hats like out and about, but I wasn't inside the hall. Either, okay. Though. But right. I do think that they wear the hats. Though. And they weren't driving little cars. To and the, then, well, no, they needed rides. It's so. to the titty bar. No, they didn't, they didn't. You didn't have to pick them up in a tiny car. Honestly, I didn't drop any of them off at a titty bar. Really? None of them. Wow. Now, here's the difference, though. The They're difference, not very good conventioneers, then. Well, I guess it depends on what you're looking to party with, though. Right. What they were doing is hitting Ebor a lot. Okay. All right. So from Friday night. So they're hitting the bars. At so least. Friday, yeah. Saturday. So the convention started on Monday. Right. But they started getting in on Friday. Right. And the the overall thought behind the way that they structure their convention is party your ass off until Monday and then get to business on Monday. Now, was it uh, at the convention center or was yes. it at the Shriners Hall on Rocky Point? No, it was at the convention center. Yeah, because it got that, that huge Shriners facility right on Rocky Point. Yeah, but I, I again, I think it's a subset. I don't think that, I, I, right. I, again, I don't know all the particulars behind it. They said that the group that they have right there was formed in like the 1920s. Okay. And they do a lot of charitable stuff. And it's an all-black sh- Shriners group. But it's an all-black one, yeah. Okay. It's all-black one. And it's like black professionals, like, you know, doctors, lawyers. You have to be invited in order to get in and this kind of stuff. And they were all, again, super so nice people. 
people. It's a totally racist organization, is what you're saying. Well, <laughs> because night, they're, they're excluding was, uh, based on, on race. Last night when I was telling the story to Ray, right, that was the first thing he said. Right. And my response to that part, which I'm glad you, and I didn't tell you to say that, but right. the, the response that I had to this is, you're not wrong, but I understand why they did what they did. Yeah, especially at the time. At the time, they formed. I, I mean, if you wanted to have a group because the white people weren't letting you in theirs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they, at the time, it was understandable. So in those aspects, those, you know, all black organizations that formed 100 years ago were absolutely made sense. But today, I, I, See, I would imagine yeah. today they probably do allow white people to come in, but they don't look for them. Right. Yeah. I don't know that, though. I don't know. Yeah, that. Right. And I was, in all honesty, I didn't ask the question. Right. But for the whole weekend and all during the week, I was working the Tampa Bay area, which I normally don't do, I would say, exclusively. And I wasn't really totally You mean exclusive, Tampa. But downtown Tampa. Right. Yeah. But I worked the, and I was picking these people up and taking them where they needed to go all week long. Right. And I got to tell you. It was a really good time. Like I had a good time with them all. They were all fun. It was it was it, it was enjoyable. They they all tipped a little bit. Like and the, right. the rides were short, so the dollars were small. But they all tipped a little bit. They really took to make it worth it. But they partied their ass off. Like you would go, and again, people wouldn't know what I'm talking about here. But basically, if you look right next to the convention center, there's these two Marriotts right next to each other, like right across the street from one right. another. Yeah, yeah. There's a corner right there that's like a bar area or like a place where you could sit and drink and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At most of the time, until about two or three in the morning, that place was fucking packed. I mean, yeah. full of people. Yeah. the whole time, and they're all wearing it some of the same similar be when garb. A convention. Yeah, but this seemed more so than really? in any other convention I've ever seen. Like I've never seen this many people. Out and about and around at a convention. Right. So, again, I had good rides with all these people. I, I talked to them all. They were all pleasurable conversations. And But the last ride I had was Friday morning. Right. Friday morning, I picked up a white guy who was working the AV, the audiovisual, for the convention. Right. And so we started talking and I was telling him how I had a good time and everybody was nice and all this and that. And he said he had a good time as well. But he said all the local restaurants were really pissed off with these people. Why? Well, he didn't give me a specific reason, but based off of what he said, I could deduce a couple things. I could I think one of them is I don't think that local restaurants and bars were prepared for the amount of people going out and eating as a normal as other as another convention would go like i think that these people that went to this convention made it a point to go around to the local community and spend as much money within the local community as they could well, which i think like is a good thing you would think the restaurants would love it you're right but i think that they were saying that they were the people were rude to them in the rest like the, the the shriners were rude to the people in the restaurants where i think what it was is they, they were so overwhelmed that they weren't getting service quickly right and because of that they started having a little bit of a back and forth or oh, you okay. know they started getting right. a little mad about it yeah the other thing he said at the end, and this caused me to laugh my ass off, by the way, he said, and on the first night, all the places ran out of chicken. <laughs> okay. Now, this brings up a couple things. Right. One, different groups of people have different tastes as far as their food goes. Right. On the whole, black people like chicken more 
than other groups, other you know, white people or whatever. Right? I don't know. You're a big chicken fan. I love chicken. No, no, yeah. I love chicken. Don't get me I'm wrong. not really a chicken I, guy. I love chicken. Yeah. But on the whole, I think more black people like chicken, right? Or at least that's the. Eh. Here's the thing: the restaurants bared it out in the fact that they didn't have enough chicken right. to handle all the people that were coming in. Right. So the other thing is this. My question for you is, because I laugh, I, I will tell you, I laughed my ass off when he said it to me. Did he laugh along with you? Yeah, we were okay. both laughing. But my question was, what's racist? Right. Is it racist to run out a chicken? Right. When you know you have a group of people coming in that like chicken. Right. Or is it racist to buy more chicken? Right. Because you have a group of people that like chicken coming in. Or is it racist I, I, at all I don't to even any, notice that? I don't think any of that is racist. Well, either do I. Right. But my that's not my but my point like, is Like for example, if if it was a convention of German Americans and all the local restaurants ran out of sausage, you know, or if it was a, a I th- convention of Italian Americans and all the local restaurants ran out of pasta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's just people, certain groups have. have identifying. Yeah. Look, identifying cultural differences between people and actually buying enough food to to accommodate those things. Right. It's not racist at all. I, I don't think it is. Right. So I, I but I but when he said it, though, it was just it just struck me as funny. Right. You know. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, look, I had a really good time with all of these people that were coming through. I thought it was, I thought it was a great time. Yeah, it was. It really, you know, it worked out well. On and look, these guys are all about like charity work, and and that's what they're what they're doing. They're just doing a lot right. of charity work and stuff like that. So it, it's weird because like I, and again, it brings it up to an, an older point though. These fraternal organizations used to be the things that took care of the poor and the indigent and like people that were down on their luck. A long, oh, long like time ago. the Shriners, right? Yeah, exactly. Like the Shriners. Well, the, I think the the Shriners are big. Like the Shriners Hospital are helping kids with uh, you know uh, medical uh, problems, and I think specifically, yeah, they're fi- muscular they're skeletal. In, they're filling a niche. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, they're helping kids. I mean, but it's those great. fraternal organizations used to fill the niche of taking care of their members, right? And because the government has gone and removed so many of the ability for them to be able to do that, it's, you know, people don't look to these fraternal organizations anymore. They look to government. Right. And I think that, I think the part that kind of saddens me a little bit is, is that you have these major fraternal organizations that would probably do much better at dealing with the poor and all this kind of stuff. Right. That they're not able to fulfill what they ultimately could be doing because we have this stupid freaking government that's right. around doing this. Stuff. Yeah. So, but it was super nice. Again, it was really nice. I did think it was a little funny with the with the chicken thing. Yeah, you know? it was a little funny. But and you know what I find funny is both of us, you know, completely unsolicited, unknown to each other this morning, had stories uh, from the past week uh, where we were interacted, involved in uh, very interesting and, and fun and pleasurable uh, interracial interactions, right? Yeah. And I guarantee you, that there would be a huge number of people listening to the way we describe those and call us utter racists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just find that funny. I imagine that there probably could be. Yeah. I just, but then you're not hearing me then. Exactly. Like you're just exactly. not hearing. You're not hearing. Well, me. again, it, it's because so much of it is about the words. The fact that you, that you say. even mention it is yeah, a problem. The, the, exactly. The fact that we're even having a conversation that, you know, uh, certain ethnicities like certain foods makes us somehow racist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just find that fascinating, you know? No, but it, it I, is. It's sad, huh, sad at the same time. I too, do though. have a question that is likely going to be racist. 
All okay. Right. As you were driving all these people around, uh-huh. um, did you ask them each to show you their passport? Did you ask them to prove they were U.S. citizens? No. I didn't ask not a one. Not a one? Okay. Well, not that could one. land you in trouble because <laughs> a new law in Florida could uh, see uh, drivers, specifically um, Uber drivers, Uber drivers, taxi drivers, uh, ride share drivers, uh, hit with five years in jail and a $5,000 fine for traveling with a certain type of passenger. You know, and that passenger happens to be anyone who is unlawfully in the country. <laughs> so now, apparently, according to a uh, a, a new uh, proposed Florida law, um, <laughs> it would be a five thousand dollar fine and uh, potentially up to uh, five years in prison if you're a rideshare driver and you pick up someone who is in the country illegally. So I assume now that in Florida, you know, thanks, Ron DeSantis, uh, now all rideshare drivers have to be immigration police as well. I mean, how how ridiculous. Who even I guarantee you I pick up two or three freaking illegal people a day. Yeah. I I tell you right now, I know I pick up two or three people that are probably here illegally a day. Yeah. And this is. I can't understand a word they're saying. They can't understand a word I'm saying. And you know what? It happens all the time. If this law passes, nobody's going to pick them up. You don't know. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you pulled up and, you know, you see. Here's the thing. You've got a ride for Carlos. Eh, you're probably going to go, mm, no, I'm not taking that one. Or if you but pull up. But you don't up, know the name until you actually accept the ride, though. <laughs> right. Uh, or if you pull up and you uh, you hear people speaking Spanish or something like that, or somebody has a, a, a thick accent, you may say, ah, no, I'm going to cancel that ride. Because you don't want the to potentially <laughs> give someone a ride and um, end up in jail for five years. I mean, it's absolutely ins- insane. Yeah, you know, and this is this is uh, Desantis's thing, man. You know, I, I, the, this state is going absolutely insane. It, they it's have just lost their fucking mind. Yeah, let, let me uh, let me read a little from the article here. If any driver is found transporting someone who is unlawfully in the Sunshine State, they could fa- face uh, five years in jail and a five thousand dollar fine. The road law came to light after civil rights groups asked a judge to throw out the ruling, claiming it could make it unsafe for people to receive medical care, meet with family, and go to work, CBS News reports. But the jurist immediately denied the request, which is part of a July lawsuit based on a technicality. So they're they're fighting this in the courts, but uh, actually, I think the law has already passed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this law has passed. So this law is apparently in effect right now. Well, now, yeah, because they just passed all the laws for the last session. Right, exactly. Uh, it, it just absolutely unbelievable. I, I can't believe this. How did this get through? You know, who voted for this? Yeah. I mean, the, the legislature is the ones that, yeah, the Republicans. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't mean to act like I'm giving Democrats a pass because they suck all day long. But in Florida right now, it's the Republicans who have gone absolutely well, yeah, insane. The Democrats are basically finger painters in the state. Oh, like, yeah, they don't exactly. have any, yeah. Look, they have controls over like city councils and major cities and stuff. But that's eh, it. That's it. Yeah, they're that's it They're They don't have any on the state level. They don't have any control. They're a super minority. Well, yeah, yeah. The no, the Republicans have a super majority. There's yeah. only one person. 
That, no, 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 none of them now. Because right. you used to have, they used to have one person in the cabinet that was a Democrat. Now none of them are. Right. And the last time the Republicans won by like 20-something points, like it was a big amount. The right. Republicans are in charge in Florida. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. this is what you're trying to do, like you're just... You're, and apparently the people of Florida like a, this shit. You're just an... You know, you're just not thinking. You're not thinking it all the way through. You're just not. No, you're not it, it, thinking like it all the way through. They they don't think past the. You know. You, oh, you took her job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, they don't think of the the consequences of their action. You're going to put drivers in jail for picking up someone they know nothing about and they should know nothing about. Yeah. Other than their first name. Yeah. Other than that, they were they have the. App. They want to ride. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to ride. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to pay I'm me not for a child ride. Sex trafficking here, guys. Right. Yeah. Like it, I'm just taking people from A to B, man. I'm not a, a, an immigration enforcement officer here. Yeah. I don't work for ICE. I don't work for the Border Patrol. You know. Yeah. I take people from I, A to B. That's it, it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's insane. Shit. Half the people driving are probably not here illegally. It's amazing how the government keeps pushing out law enforcement duties of really horrible, horrible laws to the general public. Well, they have to. Yeah. Right. Turning us into a nation of snitches, man. Oh, absolutely. We're yeah. turning into a nation. Of, well, look, there's a lot of people that like it, though. Again, and, they feel somewhat offended that these people are in this country, <sighs> which I'll never figure out for the life of me. I won't figure it out because, like. If you don't let these people in this country, you're never going to see a dime of Social Security because the U.S. birth rate is now 1.5 yeah. per woman. The each woman in the U.S. has an average of 1.5 children. That means that based with no immigration, the population of the United States will decline by uh, 25% exponentially. Yeah. Okay. Because in order for you to replace the existing population, you got to be at two. Because it's got to replace a male and a female. Yeah. Two people make a baby. Got to be higher than two, but but two. Well, no, I'm saying to, to, yeah, to keep it well with yeah with infant mortality and, and things like that. Yeah. But so let's say you got to be like at two point oh five to be just to maintain the population. We're at one point five right now and falling. Yeah. So if you want a future for this country where the federal government can still hand you your cheese. Yeah, like if you want your Ponzi scheme to continue, you better let these motherfuckers in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Not only that, but I mean, how many places are still looking for people to work? Right, yeah. And you're just going to, you're going to, no, we don't want them in here? Come on now. This is just stupid. Well, robots is, and AI are going to solve I mean, I guess they're going to solve some of it, but like yeah. seriously though, you need to, be, if, <laughs> look, we've talked about this before. I know, I know. But I, it, I'm sorry it, I even went down this mentioning, road. but look, if you hate China and you want us to beat China, then bringing more people into the country is a good thing. Right. For one. Yeah. If you, well, China's in worse shape than we are. And we're well, going to talk they, about that a little later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, if you want to fix the Ponzi scheme known as Social Security, right. you better bring more people in. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you want to grow, you need to bring more people in. Like, right. Just, and it, look, it doesn't, look, hold on. When, the, when these immigrants first come to the country, do they speak English? So a lot of them, no, they don't. You know what happens, though? They don't speak English. Their kids speak half English. And the third and the, and the no, third it, generation will speak full English. No, the first generation American kids speak great English. Well, they'll do both. Yeah. They'll, they'll, do they'll, both. Be, they'll be But the third one won't even know their native language. Probably not. No, they'll, they won't they'll even know, know it. They'll know a few words that uh, their abuela told them. Yeah. Oh, tell me what your grandmother told you. <laughs> but... Um, the good news is is that I think that uh, we will be seeing a huge influx of uh, refugees from Mexico, which will help increase the U.S. population uh, because they'll be uh, looking for uh, 
you know, humanitarian uh, relief after Ron DeSantis uh, engages in war with Mexico, which he promised to do at the debate uh, here. Ron DeSantis actually said as president, he would send the U.S. military into Mexico to fight the drug cartels. And I'm not sure if Ron DeSantis understands how any of this works, but that's actually an act of war against the sovereign nation of Mexico. And Mexico kind of pointed that out to him. You know, I said, uh, you know, if you send the military down here and start blowing shit up, that's technically a war. <laughs> You're te- we're technically at war with you. We'd like not to be at war with you. But if you do that, there will be a huge influx of refugees <laughs> coming into your country. <laughs> so maybe Ron is trying to, uh, to fix the population decline in the United States by starting a war with Mexico as president. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ron DeSantis has zero chance of becoming the next president. I would put his chances now so fucking disappointed at less than one percent. I'm so disappointed in this. Fucking uh, you guy. know, he's just a moron. I, I I had high hopes for him at one time, and I, I should honestly, I should have known better. I, it's it's my own fault <laughs> for everybody, even a modicum of uh, of hope <laughs> into a, any politician whatsoever. Yeah, because when he when he when he didn't, you know, basically turn us into a, a police state during COVID, uh, he did on, briefly. When he changed his when mind. he changed his mind. Um, after that, I thought, okay, this guy might actually have some decent tendencies, but no, no it's completely none. Wrong. Yeah, no, none it's, whatsoever. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, and again, but at least he's he's uh, uh, having a peace treaty with Disney. So <laughs> he's moved on. He's moved on. He's moved on. Yeah. <laughs> D- Disney hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's another thing. Like, again, you're supposed to be limited government, you know, like businesses can do what they want. And then, right. You know, except for Disney. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, and here's the thing. Don't fuck with Disney and the roads. They do roads better than you do. <laughs> right. Exactly. Have you ever driven around Disney's property over in Orlando? Yeah. Those guys do roads a hell of a lot better. So <laughs> I, I haven't DeSantis done that in years, but I'm sure one, they did. The, yeah. DeSantis lost this one, and Disney yeah. will get all their shit back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically, he's he's tired of uh, of fighting that battle. So, um all right, so I guess that brings into the debate. Let's let's go entirety. into the debate a little bit. I did not watch the debate. However, I did I talk. heard a lot of clips and I talked to a lot of people. I heard listened to a lot of uh, reports on it. Yeah, so so you and I both talked to a bunch of people on what they who watched the debate on what and they I thought. And I did watch it. clips. Yeah. I, I didn't really even see any clips, but I did talk to uh, I'm going to say about 5 different people about what they thought of the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the general consensus is nobody really stood out. Um, people liked and disliked uh, Rava Shwarmi. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but he has no prayer. There's no way Republicans are, are going to vote for an Indian, especially He's one, not running for president, though. Yeah, he is. Well, he's technically in the race for president. Yeah. But he's not running for president, though. He's running to be, he's running to be Trump's vice. Oh, you think? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's if you base it off of what, like, if you're like, well, Trump was the greatest president of the 21st century. Well, then why are you running against him? Oh, he said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, that's such a low bar, though, in the fact that there's only been like fucking four there's, of them. But, but not in the 21st century, including including him. Yeah. Well, there was Bush, Bush Obama, Obama, Trump, Trump, and Biden. Biden yeah. Four. Yeah. All right, so there's four. Yeah. So you're out of all those four, you're number one. 
I, oof, I, I don't know how what order I would place them in. Jeez, wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> At any rate, though, but Ramashrami doesn't. Yeah. Here's the thing: the problem is the guy. He speaks in all kinds of different platitudes, but he has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, he's not as again. He's not a serious challenger. But in the GOP primary, you don't have to be serious. Well, some anymore. people did like him, but also they didn't. You know, it was a very strange. He was a light. He wanted to be the lightning rod. He did what he was supposed to do in order to to do well in that debate. Yeah, he yeah. needed more attention so he could say some things. You know, he'd be saying all of them were bought and paid for. He would make a lot of generalized statements that you know, like he couldn't back up. Yeah, he had no idea what he was talking about foreign policy wise. I mean, even though he was probably more of an isolationist, he was probably closer foreign policy wise than the rest of them as far as, far as where I'm. Well, at. he he's been. I've seen him described a lot as a kind of a libertarian. But I doubt that's yeah. even remotely true. No. And, yeah. but, well, some libertarians like him, though. Yeah. Because uh, mud yeah, puddle we, in the desert. We, we talked to one that was kind of leaning towards him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, in general, I don't think that anyone came away with a, a big win in that. But I will say that everyone I talked to, I specifically asked about Pence. And it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did all right. He's not bad. And and what I found interesting is different people had various um, different opinions on, on some of the other candidates. Oh, I liked him. I didn't like her. I didn't. I liked her. I didn't like him. You know, that sort of thing. But everyone was kind of like, yeah, Pence did all right. And that, I think, is what's going to do it for him. I think. I'll- I mean, it's it, here's the thing. It's possible. I don't know for sure. Overall, let me say this. So DeSantis, he didn't do anything great. He didn't do anything bad. So he kind of stayed even, which is probably what he needed to do. Mm. Christie secured the anti-Trump lane by just acting like that. Which, Christie's not real. Christie's yeah, yeah, he's not trying. Yeah. Um, Ramaswamy did what he needed to do to be a lightning rod, and oh, they all attacked him. He attacked everybody but you, else. But you don't think he's seriously going for it, huh? Who's that, Ramaswamy? Yeah. No, I think he's running. I think he's running to actually be the vice for Trump. Okay. If he's um, saying nice things about him, that would definitely... Well, and Trump's saying nice things about him, too. Okay, there you go. Then you have um, Pence, which, again, didn't do anything bad or do anything really, really good. He got into it on the on the, on the the um, abortion thing with Nikki Haley. Right. Um, Nikki Haley, the only one that talked about how both Democrats and Republicans are responsible for the massive spending and stuff like that. Right. Again, she doesn't have any plan to fix any of that shit, though, just because she's a neocon all day long. And she, you know... Vi- you know vigorously defended our spending money in Ukraine like the right. neo, like the neocon show. Yeah. Tim Scott showed that he's just a super nice guy but you can't be a nice you can't be a nice guy in the GOP primary right now and expect to get anywhere. Right. And then you have like he's Asa Hutchinson go and some yeah. other whatever. They got nothing done. They're, they they should be in the They're race. the sub 1%ers. Yeah. yeah. And in all reality though all of this was second tier to Trump anyway though. Like, yeah, none tr- of these Trump's people. Trump's going to be in prison by the time the primaries roll around. So I mean, it could it's, be. It's not going to matter. I just I, look. I, the, the, and wh- besides, he's not. If he is convicted on anything related to January six, he will be ineligible to run for president constitutionally, because he will have engaged in insurrection against the United States, and that is a disqualifier for president of the United States under the Constitution. Each state's going to have to make the determination on it, and whoever puts them in there. I mean, it, you're not going to get a federal one that's going to go against that, but. You might. You I mean it's no, possible. Hey, Look, we're dealing with a lot of unknowns right now. So I don't. You're right. I don't think you could do it right now because he's just been accused of insurrection against the United States of America. Yeah, he has to actually be convicted. Well, no, it doesn't actually say that in the Constitution. But I think there's enough wiggle room that that a 
a, a Supreme Court state or federal would rule that, okay, due process, someone can't just accuse you of that. You have to be convicted of that. But if Trump gets convicted of any form of insurrection against the United States, then there's no way in hell he will be eligible for a president. So it's the January 6th ones. Now, depending on how these Georgia um, cases go and what he's actually convicted of there might actually go towards the insurrection uh, you know, clause of eligibility for president. So if he gets convicted in Georgia, there's a very good chance that he'll be eligible. Basically, here's the thing. Trump will not be able to run either because he's in prison or he is deemed ineligible by you know either various state courts or the supreme court so it's just not happening man there's no way there is no lane where trump can become president again not any feasible one so everyone who thinks that trump is going to be the next president of the united states you're just wrong it's absolutely not going to happen there's no way it can happen and i think even once he is convicted of some of these things. Um, I think that, that there's he's and even if he remained eligible to be president, and even if he could run from prison, there's no way in hell that the uh, the American people are going to elect him. And I don't think there's any any way in hell he even wins a, a Republican primary once he actually is in an orange jumpsuit. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, you know? I don't think he's going to win. Just, just like it, 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 Republicans are never going to you know uh elect a uh an indian dude you know it's just not going to happen <laughs> yeah so there's certain things that just aren't going to happen that you can completely rule out as possibilities and that's trump and ravaswamy um you know and that essentially leaves desantis who is just too stupid to continue a campaign and it, you know basically it points everything towards pence because you know it, chris christie has been rejected repeatedly nobody wants chris christie you know, they, oh no! There's they, no. They one. like to hear him talk shit, but that's it. That's all he's good the for. The people that don't like Trump like Christie. Yeah, yeah. So. Which the weird thing is, like, I don't like Trump, but the, I I hate Christie. But they only they only like him because he talks shit about Trump. Yeah, that's, that's it. the only reason. That's oh, yeah, all that's he's it. good for. I mean, he, that's his his entire job. That guy's the, pining for a job on MSNBC. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's all he's doing. Or Weight Watchers. I don't so. know. Pick your, take your pick there. <laughs> so, of course, we did, uh, speaking of the whole Trump thing, we did see the, Jesus, the wall-to-wall coverage of... Uh, How about the mugshot? Do we want to talk about the mugshot? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. So... I mean, look, first <laughs> off, that was the planned look. And I'm sure oh, they yeah. had meetings about the what he was... They probably focus-grouped it. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually took fake mugshots and put them before focus groups... To see which ones the people like better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> would it be the smiling one? Would it be the the sad and, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about my situation? Or would it be the angry Trump? And everybody knows angry Trump always wins. Yep. You know, <laughs> that's what he the people very, want. <laughs> look, the people that hate him thought he looked evil. The people that liked him thought he looked determined. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> and both of those could be true. I will say I thought he did a good as a person that really that did worry about what my mugshot would look like when I got a mugshot. Right. Yeah. That was worried about it. I took a different route. I went with more of a smile. Yeah. But I will say I'll give him credit. He looked he looked all right. Yeah. He looked all right. Yeah. He he, he looked all right. I would say one mugshot I was just kind of like no facial expression whatsoever and another one I was smiling. So 
Yeah, uh, but the one I was smiling, I was going for it. The other one is because they, right before they mugshotted me, they hotboxed me in the back of a car, and I was uh, about to suffocate and pass out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> so, fucking bastards. Call your county cops. <laughs> or sheriff's office. Anyway, um, so the one, one, one image I did enjoy from this whole, you know, thing of everybody getting arrested in Georgia was... Uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, going into second chance bail bonds <laughs> across the street from the jail. <laughs> that was just, I don't know why. I just, I thought that was, that was awesome. <laughs> that Giuliani, uh, the former prosecutor, mayor of New York, uh, you know, whatever, all the various uh, prosecutorial roles he's had, had to be in the same shoes of so many of the people that have been on the other side of the table from him. Yeah, <laughs> going to a bail sponsman because he's so broke right now. He couldn't afford uh, the hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar bond. He had to go to a bail bondsman, <laughs> a second chance bail bondsman. So that was entertaining. Uh, anyway, uh, one thing I will say is the way that the media is portraying this mugshot. For example, I'll give you the AP headline. Like this is. The most important thing that's happened in American history. This is the headline from the Associated Press. One image, one face, one American moment. The Donald Trump mugshot. I mean, they... they they, they want him to make more money with this mugshot. Right. <laughs> they, they did it as if it was Neil Armstrong speaking from the surface of the moon. That's one shawl set her in. One giant leap for mankind. You know, that's <laughs> that's the kind of... <laughs> this just goes to show you how far down the road idiocracy we actually we really are. are. It's like uh, the whole newstainment industry. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, really? Yeah. And the mugshot, the whole thing was the mugshot. Oh, my God. There's never been a presidential mugshot before. <sighs> well, there should have been. Probably should have been about 40 of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I can't think of any president that didn't do something that should have, you know, this is some kind of f- series of felonies that shouldn't have put him behind bars. Yeah. You know, I, look, the only, he, on, a, on, a, on a somewhat in the same subject, but a little bit different. Right. The only thing that's stupider than these people themselves are all of the media supporters on both sides, the supporters right. and the opposers. <laughs> right. To listen to some of the coverage of this is just completely oh my pathetic. god it, it's it like, truly is and there, like I, I i there was one guy on tim tim podcast where i saw a clip of it where the guy was like well when trump wins when trump gets the nomination then he is the head of the republican party so he can just tell kemp to pardon him what yeah okay because <laughs> kemp's the governor of georgia right yeah the, it, 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 i mean so technically much, he could no pre- no, no. There's so much wrong with that statement. One, the hold on, the first one being that the guy that wins the nomination for president can't tell a sitting governor what to do. Well, no, he can't, but he could pressure him. He could ask him for the favor, and Kemp would have the authority to actually pardon him. That's the second part. Right. The governor of Georgia doesn't have the ability to pardon people. It goes to a board, and the board votes on it. Oh, okay. So that's different in Georgia. Yeah, it's different in Georgia. Okay. So... This guy is stupid on so many different levels, but this is what we're looking at. You have all of these people that are fake fucking pundits or whatever. That well, I got, I got it wrong things. on the Georgia thing. So. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but you weren't out there making the statement either, though. You no. were responding to something that I'm saying. Right. 
These people have no fucking idea what they're talking about, right. nor what they're doing. And don't get me wrong. Look, we are we are in completely unprecedented waters right now when it comes to this. Yeah. One, because we've never had somebody that was running for office with so little shame that <laughs> right. this many scandals wouldn't cause them to drop out. Right. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The second thing is, look, two things can be true at the same time. One, right. the Democrats or the Democratic people around the country are so angry with a guy like Trump or the establishment is so angry with a guy like Trump that they are doing anything they can to try to put this guy in jail, right? right? And have been going after him since he decided to run for office in 2016 with the Russia that was, you know, all that fake stuff. Right. And the process crimes that came from that was all fake stuff. Now, the, the, the documents case, totally on him to do that stuff. The stuff he did between when he lost that election and when he lost the election. Right. Until January 6th, all the stuff he's in trouble for right now, all these other indictments now are all because of that. And his actions, while you could argue that, look, some of the stuff I think was definitely not something that he should be uh, uh, indicted on. Some of the shit he should be. Well, what, what do you think he shouldn't be indicted on? Should not. I think a lot of the Georgia stuff, like the Rico thing on the Georgia thing, I think that that's way, way stretching. Uh, yeah. I think the Stormy Daniels things is not is not good. Well, that was yeah, that was, that was a civil matter. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think any of the January sixth stuff that happened up in Washington. Uh, I, uh, I I think it, here's it, the thing: the, the stuff that he should have gotten in trouble for then, they did. Um, um, what do you call it? Uh, what did Congress do to him? They did um, impeach. Yeah, they did impeach him. Right. So that was the the yeah. area in which they did it. The documents thing, though, he did that shit. Yeah. It, well, that's what I always said. The documents was the most cut and dried case. That is by far the easiest to prove. That is definitely the most understandable for people because it's like, oh yeah, he took our nuke secret home and then sh left him laying in a bathroom and showed him to everyone. And then yeah. when the FBI wanted him, he, uh, he said he up. didn't have him and destroyed the evidence that he had him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really as, as clear as it gets. Yeah. They, and, and but the Georgia and the January 6th are a little fuzzier. But I think, I think they're a I think they're a huge stretch. But oh, I don't same, think they're a huge stretch. But uh, but at the same they're time, they're not though, as cut and dry. But he did that shit. I mean, I mean there's some of this shit he did. Again, it, it, this is the thing that pisses me off. I think that both sides are trying, like for different reasons, they like doing the same thing. Right. The left loves to go after Trump because they want him to be the nominee right. because they think they can beat him. Yeah. And they might be right about that. Trump wants the media attention because he's a whore for any media attention. Right. And he likes to suck up all the oxygen out of the room so there's nobody oh, else yeah. that can yeah. that can get and, anywhere. And it's funny because everybody just falls in line with him because I, I was watching a clip of, of CNN right before he was getting arrested. Or, and, you know, here they are with, like, the cameras on the tarmac. There's a, a line of secret security uh, or uh, secret service vehicles and police and all this and they shut down the highways so he could travel from his private plane to the motorcade and travel on the highways without any interference you know and they've like got OJ. dozens and dozens of of cop cars and different types and a whole you know squadron of motorcycles before and and, and my point is is that it looked like a presidential visit actually in a lot of cases bigger than that Okay, and it's like, why did they do all this? Why did the the Georgia law enforcement do all this? Because they were putting on a show too. You know, they're all everybody's putting on a show. Putting on a show. 
No, they all are. Yeah, it was like, this is absolutely stupid. I mean, I get it. He's a former president. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a three, four, even five vehicle motorcade, you know. But this was like a hundred vehicle motorcade and they're closing down the highways in Atlanta in at seven o'clock at night. You know, it's it's insanity. Yeah. But the problem the the, the problem is is that you have so many people that are so fucking invested in it. Right. I know. Like Especially the media. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, so there's people that are Trump supporters that are threatening jurors. Right. And threat, like, and they're just saying things that you just. I don't know how in your right mind, like, if well, there's if your if your mom and dad can see what you're doing, man, would you know? Would they be ashamed of you? Right. Like, can you have a little? Like, this guy has is infected this country with no shame. You know what? That's you. You can't just put it on one side. It's on both sides. I mean, just, no, it is. Just this past week, uh, a 41 year old female social studies teacher was arrested for threatening to kill Baron Trump and then showing up at his school. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just you know, just people have gone out of their minds, but. Uh, Let's switch gears on that because there's something else I want to talk about. This week, there was another major event in Russia. Oh, shit. Uh, And uh, Prigozhin, uh, uh, Evgeny Prigozhin, who is the head of the Wagner Group, who we've talked about many times on this show, uh, was apparently flying in a private plane with the the co-founder of the Wagner Group and some other high-ranking officials for Wagner from Moscow to St. Petersburg when it suffered some type of catastrophic event at altitude and uh, immediately plummeted to the ground, killing all on board, including Prigozhin, who two months ago, actually two months ago to the day this happened, uh, staged the attempted coup or attempted mutiny uh, against Vladimir Putin. And uh, Putin originally said that he was a terrorist and he will be uh, you know, punished extremely severely and all that. Uh, and then, at least according to my theory, uh, Prigozhin got his hands on some tactical nuclear weapons and Putin changed his tune, let him escape to Belarus, let him f- move around Russia without impedance and acted like none of it ever happened. Well, uh, apparently Putin decided to play the long game and uh, blew up his plane. Now, it's unclear whether it was shot down by a SAM. I did see one video because uh, it happened in a rural area of Russia, but I did see one video that did seem like it had a smoke, a, a Sam smoke trail in it. And it only appears in the video for a few frames, but being that I was a surface-to-air missile guy, it to me, it did look like it like was it's possible. It's possible. Now, it also could have been an explosion on board and a you know, a a rapid change in the trajectory of the aircraft and the smoke from that. But they seemed like two separate uh, smoke trails. So it could have been a SAM. It also could have been a bomb on board. But according to the uh, the radar track, you know, it was flying at altitude, no reported problems. And then there was some major event that caused it to immediately and rapidly uh, ascend, uh, you know, to, to earth. It, a wing was missing as it was coming down. So something blew off a wing. And a, a SAM uh, would be more likely in that scenario. A bomb would generally be inside the fuselage and would cause some type of massive, uh, you know, decompression and that sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fact that a wing blows blew off, I would lean more towards a SAM, but a bomb on board is also very plausible. But, uh, 
yeah, it's uh, uh, so much for Prigozhin. Uh, now, uh, the the why in the hell would you get in a plane over Russia? Being that he thought he was safe. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, no, he, he thought he was safe. Now there is another possibility, and this one is pretty far out there. And Prigozhin is no stranger to being a target internationally, and he he frequently used decoys. And there was another private plane in the air at the same time, owned by the Wagner Group. So coming out of Moscow, so it's possible, though unlikely, I would say, that Prigozhin is still alive. Okay. Yeah, but I, I I think at this point Putin probably got him. He probably had good enough intel to know what plane he was on and and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it looks like uh, Putin has uh, got his revenge, and Wagner is now out of the question. And like I said, the Wagner troops were initially very pissed, but as soon as the paycheck stopped, they'll probably be integrated into the Russian army anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So once uh once the bills stop getting paid, uh, that's when uh, you know <laughs> their loyalty ends. So. Uh, just it, it. oh hey uh we uh, we only got uh, a couple minutes here in the uh the first hour is there what what do you want to hit on next uh okay i, I don't want to get into china yet the, i do we got a lot to talk about in china uh got some interesting stuff going on at the uh, uh maui fire <laughs> we got some interesting stuff about ai vehicles um oh you know what real quick the uh oliver anthony song you want to get into that Ah, uh, let's start it real quick. All right. So, God, this is a, apparently a big deal. I've been hearing this from people all over the place. Uh, my older son, Connor, was one of the ones. He brought this up to me. He's like, have you heard this song? It's awesome. It's amazing. I listened to it. And well, I'll tell you what I think afterwards. What do you think? I like the song. Right. He, he it, Look, any good country song that has the kind of emotion that you can feel in it Right, that this one was right is always a good song. But this seems, and to I be, think that he spoke to a lot of different themes in the song. Right, and everybody's trying to like, not everybody, but a lot of people on the right are trying to basically like own him, not right. own him, but like trying to say he's with us, he's with us, he's speaking to us. You're right? one of us. Yeah. But in all reality, I think this guy actually was a Ron Paul guy back in like 2008. Like <laughs> I looked at. Wait, him, wait a second, that's you labeling him. No, no, and you're right, and I am. But at the same time, I look. I love the song. I think it's a really good song. I think it's definitely an emotionally outpouring song, and I think it's really awesome that this guy was able to put something like this out. I, yeah, I just you no, don't give a shit. No soul, no soul whatsoever. You're out of your fucking mind. What are you talking about? Hold on. The song has no soul? No, him. He's a ginger. Gingers oh, have gingers no soul. gingers have no soul. Well, that's true, but you got to look past the ginger part in order to do it. Yeah, I want to talk about my perception of this, but we'll we'll do it on in, in the second hour. And if you'd like to join us for the second hour, all you need to do is go to patreon.com, sign up, become a subscriber. Uh, you get a whole bunch of swag. You get an This Is Not a Bomb duffel bag. You get an autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger. Uh, you get an Anarchist Guild challenge coin, bunch of other stuff. So join us in hour number two, and we'll see you there. <laughs> 